Hello, everyone. Hello, Garbage Maine, and thank you, Tyler, for having me. And I think Tyler is, is amazing. And it just makes me wonder, you're dead, bitch. You know, why, why are you doing this to this poor guy? And I'm, I'm a fan of this show. I've, I've watched several episodes and enjoyed it. I go both ways. What do you think? Archie Flyer, are you there, sir? Hello. The homeless are a fucking huge problem. I done, and then right after that, you probably thought, well, I don't have it. <laughs> All right, let's go to a caller, another caller okay. in Texas. Let's talk to Andrew. Andrew, thanks for calling. Andrew. Libertarian <laughs> Renaissance Fair pipeline. Right. Yes, my maiden queen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Oh. I... <laughs> I gotta get more beer. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. Thank you. Project. Andy. <laughs> this is yeah, Tyler. Libertarian Podcast Review. Andy, Garbage Maine. We're on episode 93. This is the beat em up. Tyler got in a fight. I don't... You have to forgive my colleague. He was attacked by a wild pack of uh, Women? homosexual koalas. <laughs> why, why koalas? I haven't been to. Um, marsupials. And anyway, so uh, welcome everybody. This is Tyler. This is Andy. We're doing a midday show. Um, I'm at work. Maybe I should put on my jacket. Maybe we'll do that for some law stuff. Oh, everybody in the comments, let me know uh, how everything's sounding. I, I feel like I have an echo, but maybe it's just this mic. You saying Sounds it's all good? good on mine, okay. Then we'll we'll just we'll just go with that. Um, one here's some topics I thought we would cover today, Andy. Uh, let me see if I got them up here. Landlord, tenant, and Airbnb issue. Um, I put it under the cringe Meekox tweets. Uh, child kidnapped by the state. Nashville. We could do an update on that. Um, the Restrict Act. Uh, I have a clip there with Louder with Crowder and then Trump's indictment. Which one do you want to start off with first? Uh, the one I know most about is the Nashville one. <laughs> All right. Uh Transgender terrorist has been stopped for now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't think we're gonna get many more details coming out of the uh, out of the case. I have talked to a few people that knew the shooter in high school, and they said that they were in the pronoun brigade even then, even though it's probably proto pronoun brigade before the phenomena really took off. What's that mean? That they were. Uh, well, they were described to me as very autistic in school and also like some fucking gender goblin type thing. But before gender goblinism really took off. OK, keep going. I... Uh, we also seen I mean, the media narrative has been crazy around this. You thought that they would release the manifesto because it would be talking about targeting whites and Christians, but obviously that doesn't help their narrative and they went complete opposite direction. They're not going to release the memo and they've gone full uh, gay gun control. Yeah, it, it, it helps there. <clears throat> I mean, because I, I think uh, the manifesto, they look, you can you can release these manifestos and they help in a few ways. One is, you know, the rights saying, and I think I kind of fall in this too, is these are mental health issues. For the most part, right? You don't you don't have a normal person going and doing this. You don't get upset at uh, something that's happened in your life and then go shoot nine year old kids. It just it, there's a mental problem. Yeah. So unless those nine year old kids were the were the reason, I don't know. That's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I did say 
Uh, she did say she liked to hang out on the playground, so maybe she got jumped by a gang of nine-year-olds. Well, <laughs> your theory, right, uh, immediately was that um, she was diddling someone and was going to – this was her way to apprehend or to in, subvert any kind of legal or things that were going to come out. You still stick by that? I mean, it's a possibility. Shit, I don't know. But there was a, a definitely delusional take that said the school molested her. Um, yes, I, I read that one as well. Um, and it was, it, there, there's, you had to draw a lot of inferences there. And, and then plus the problem you have with that is, okay, so now I'm going to go shoot kids. It, it, that doesn't make sense. These are the one <laughs> they were, you were harmed as a child. Now I'm going to go harm it. So that doesn't quite correlate. What about the shoes aspect? How, what do you think about that? Everybody who fell for that is a fucking retard. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I was on uh, Unfit Statesman Zach Brown uh, with Steve Poikin. I want to say something like that. It's on AM Wake Up. Um, he has a, a show on Rumble. He's a, he's a good guy, um, and he had a guy in there the other day that was full on just buying into this shoe story. And I, there was a little bit of pushback. You know, those guys like to take every conspiracy. They make Top look like he's a denier, and. Uh, <laughs> And um, they, they were they were even pushing back on. I don't know. I mean, the pixelation. So tell me about the shoes, first of all, and then why it's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, I could tell right away just because I mean, first off, the it was you a, those shoes. <laughs> it's a possibility. No, I don't. I haven't worn Vans in a long time, but I was a lifelong Vans <laughs> wearer. Yeah. And I could tell easily that I was a Vans toe box on there with a Vans sole and. Yeah, I mean the Puma. There was a selectively edited like Puma picture where it cut off the front of the shoe, so you couldn't even tell what the shoe, like what a Puma front toe box looks like. So I don't know. Everybody who fell for there's, are there any other psyops besides uh, the shoe thing and uh, saying that the school molested her? Are there any other psyops going around? There was one about some short um, OKC truther there. I don't know if that has anything to do. Oh, by the way, your shirt. So, you know, Coors was bought by InBev, right? When when did that happen? Um, I don't know, but I saw a chart on it the other day. So you're 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 posting tranny, tranny. Okay, so the, yeah, I don't think the shoes one is. I don't know if there's any other ones out there uh, so much. What's the community happen, happening there? What, what's the deal there? Because I saw some uh, rando. You know, this is what always cracks me up. Um, uh, someone gets elected. It's an elected official. And then things aren't going the way he wants or she or whoever they can call themselves. Talking about that brown guy with the earrings. and the Yeah, and then, and then it's democracy is subverted because – his will, this tiny, tiny little minority, and he's not getting his way, um, is a problem. So evidently, he got kicked out of some committees and whatnot. What, um, what's this thing with all that? Yeah, I forget his Justin something, but he's matter. a he's a he's a total fagot. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's. I mean, Nashville is like an entertainment city, so you got a lot of fucking shit libs here. Um, but I'm glad the state is like not giving up an inch and actually pushing these people out. Yeah. Um, I wish I had like uh, just a few amount, a few pieces of gear. I could go out and do like man on the street stuff at these protests that have been happening here. Cause I would have loved to have gone down there and talked to these retards, but um, yeah, they've pretty much activated the children. I was, I took my daughter to school this morning and I saw a kid outside the school 
<clears throat> wearing a shirt that said uh, protect kids, not guns. And the teachers were wanting to take pictures with them and stuff. Oh, it's all v- very gay. And yeah, I've talked to some of the neighbors down the street. And I mean, it, the, the thing about Nashville is there's not many natives left here. Everybody's kind of been pushed out, but like Tennessee has quarantined the fucking shit lid virus to only two counties. So for as big of a population size as Tennessee is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean the general sentiment right now is a bunch of shit lives wanting to ban guns, but if Tennessee would propose some type of, uh, extra gun legislation or restrictive gun legislation, I guarantee you it would be, uh, gun rights activists down there tenfold, whatever these gay kids have done. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, any, do you know much about that? Evidently, they were touting him as some sort of the, the guy that was the legislator, local legislator there. Um, it's like, you know, super young. He gets into office or whatever, a David Hogg knockoff type of thing. And yeah. do you know what was happening? Was he, uh, Ill, they kept saying illegally voted out of committees and, or whatnot. I doubt that's the case. Um, but do you know any of, of the details there? No, I don't. I know that um, he got elected. It's just a few years ago, and it seems like he's really trying to ramp up for a national campaign bid anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just an attention-starved idiot. Uh, I mean, he's... I mean, he's a leftist. I mean, what else can you say? He's like a, a male AOC, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, that's a great point. I was going to make that exact thing. I mean, you know, if there's something that comes along and you're somehow able to... You're in office... And you're able to kind of make hay about it. Um, I, I would. I don't know that that's a bad thing. That's maybe that's what the GOP is not good at, right? So the ALC is really good at the uh, the more social media. So he's getting out there and whatnot, and she does that. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene tries those exact things as well. So yeah. I don't necessarily, you know. I've been going pretty hard on like the local activists and journalists and yeah. politicians <laughs> about all this shit, um, but. For the most part, I mean, Tennessee is a super majority. There has been some videos come out where there's like these, uh, the GOP is getting like basically harassed in the hallways and can't answer these like simple questions. And I wish they would like go on the attack for once, but I am thankful. I mean, it seems like they're kind of going on the attack, you know, towards this guy who is bringing in these, these cretins, these dregs of society. And he was partly responsible for bringing in the uh, January 6th. Right, resurrection down there, insurrection down there. So, I mean, I don't really care if they have to make up a new rule just to put him out. As long as he's gone, whatever, that's fine with me. So, it seems like that the there's a lot of protesting. I don't know if it's going on in Tennessee, but that's got to be a lot of out of state people or just uh, densely populated downtown Nashville folks. It would might be a, a red district or blue district what is what's uh, red red i mean if you look at the videos it's mostly what's the shit. democrat and what's the republican blue <laughs> yeah it's if you look i mean what you would think right i mean red should be commie so there's there's a few like <laughs> high schools within walking distance and most of it has been like child protesters that have basically been activated by their shit lib parents yeah <clears throat> yeah that's that's bullshit what what do you think um do you guys have can um constitutional carry or Yes, we do. We don't, we don't have permitless open carry, but it's on the table and hopefully it gets passed soon. Bill Lee did offer up uh, something. He was, said he was going to put money, allocate money for more school security. Um, 
and they were going to do more, uh, provides more to mental health resources and shit lives lost their mind. Cause it wasn't a gun all out gun ban, right? but they're going to cry regardless. So, I mean, I, I had a tweet that was something like, you know, school shooters don't always show that their mental health, uh, but sometimes it's in their description, which is this case, you know, I mean, this is, <laughs> if you, you want to say, you know, what your mental health problem is, uh, call yourself a, a you know what we are talking about here. So I don't know if we're going to get YouTube. Uh, by the way, go to Rumble. That's kind of where we're trying to make our our hay. Uh, we got a lot of downloads, a lot of views, almost 800 for our show with Top Lobster. So for some reason, when you stream live there, the algorithm just kind of kicks it and picks us up. So we've been doing good. So Fago and Tyler, <laughs> uh, we're doing well. And, I would like uh, to say that I, I called the shooter like pretty accurately hours and hours before any details actually broke who was texting you right <laughs> z zer was texting me that, no, no you, but i mean you're, you're I good was, at seeing uh, yourself and other people well well then i got a crystal ball sometimes <laughs> right uh, how are you doing uh did you watch uh uh what's his name uh, jose on uh, part of the problem yes i did he did he did pretty good uh, yeah. A little scatterbrain, a little nerves at first, but he settled in and strapped in. And Dave is is real good at keeping things on track and not going too far off the rails. So I thought it was a good show. I think um, Jose was well aware of the problem of going too far afield, and yes. I couldn't imagine like you're you're like okay, I mean I can talk about some topics like you know specific stuff, and then you start to broaden it so much. Like if someone called me in and said, um, "Tell me about you know family uh, law." It's like, uh, where where do I go? <laughs> Which is kind of that issue, right? I mean, thank God Jose has been able to kind of narrow it down to the suiciders uh, and a few of those other little aspects because he, he really yeah. did well. And that it it does mean that when you study that and you know your one little aspect, if someone mentions something else, Jose was able to pull some facts out. So I thought he did really well. Yeah, he may be a little nervous. You know, I do have yeah. a clip. I don't know a whole lot but, about the... I don't know a whole lot about the OKC bombing, but it was interesting to learn a little bit. I need to dig into a series, but it was what I thought was interesting is like the Merrick Garland thing where Merrick Garland was over that case or whatever. And he's yeah. now even higher up. This this was my favorite clip. And this is the only one I'm going to play of the show to see if this goes in here. Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty Should good. We Should we play that one more time? Yeah, let her rip. Uh, okay. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. So that was good. that was Jose at the end there. I was like, what? What what do I know <laughs> um, good? Had a big WrestleMania weekend with the family. My daughter is uh starting to get into wrestling. My mom and brother are real into it. My cousin was in the WWF when I was a kid, so lifelong okay. wrestling fan. And my daughter okay. learned how to jump off the bed like it was the top rope. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you probably incorporate that when you go on dates. So that's pretty solid. Yes, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> it works out well. Uh, okay, good. Um, well, I'm glad you 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 had a good time with that. We were going to do a show over the weekend. And then I've got, I got, I did, you know what is interesting? So I put up this giant, um, don't, don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I put up this big pergola thing. It's like this 10 by 20. It's this huge thing for a backyard. Um and while I was doing it, I had this rubber mallet on this uh, on the ladder. And I moved the ladder and I looked up and this thing fell off and hit me smack in the face. But it hit me down here. I don't know. This is back to I'm going back to the doctor. I've got some sort of like um, reaction. We know, we know what happened. <laughs> I also we got know. some sunburn. I don't know if that's to do with it, but man, it's uncomfortable. Um, 
it's like I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's I thought I'd point out the flaws. That's what we do. You know, how about one of your flaws? You were working out yesterday, pulling your daughter on a on a road on a sled. Tell tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, need, my endurance sucks right well, now. Well, well, so. before we go there, uh, Spud, it's not a gazebo. It's a pergola. It's up against the wall. The anyway, go ahead. Tyler is trapped in pergolatory right now. Uh, right. He went to the gay I area. Found gazebo, though. You're right. Right now, <laughs> he went to the gay area, Compton, and. Got beat up by a bunch of big black danguses. Right. Uh, but no, I mean, my endurance sucks right now, so I'm just working on getting in shape. And I need to get my bicycle fixed so I can get my stamina up a little bit better. Oh. I, need a, I need a chain and a rim trude. And then I want to get uh, – they make these, like, metal skateboard racks now. So I'd like to do put one of those on there. Yeah, there you go. we got uh, some yeah. pretty solid greenway trails here, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It will definitely get your bike going. I, I've been back riding, going to the gym as well. So I've had this IT band issue we can talk about at some point, but I think I'm finally resolving that. It's been months and it's been uh, not uh, fun. Okay. Um, so any more Nashville news? I mean, I, I feel sorry that you're having to live through all this here. Um, wait, wait, wait. There is more to the Merrick Garland story. Holy shit. There's more. Okay. Well, wait, there's <laughs> more. <laughs> okay. Uh, keep going. I, I don't think there's any more Nashville stuff going on. Um, they were saying they're trying to ban gay marriage. <laughs> Andy comes out of the closet for his Coors shirt and bike riding. Yes. Okay. Um, Coors is notably racist beer company. I refuse to accept that. I've, I've met Pete Coors before. I sat right behind him at a game at Coors Field. Super nice guy. And um, he was there with his daughter and like her douchebag boyfriend or whatever at the time and we got foul ball you know only a few seats back so foul ball comes in there and it lands like right in their chairs and this douche that was sitting next to me he like pushes them aside and grabs it from him i'm like it's and then they kept making the jokes do you have anything else besides coors and i'm pete's probably going uh, i've heard this all the time but anyway that's my <laughs> claim to fame go ahead uh nashville oh, i think they were there's something about banning gay marriage, but I think it just allows people not to like consummate a marriage or something like that. I don't know a whole lot about it, but uh, they should. This in Tennessee, they were, yeah, and they were they were trying to pass the the drag show ban for children, and they did pass it, and then a federal judge st struck it down. And, yeah, I didn't look at that closely. What, what do you know about the reasons for striking it down? I'm not sure. It, I'm. It's probably some, you know, progressivist, uh, federal activist judge. That's all I can tell. I don't know. I I think about this terms like just locally. Like I wish uh, Tennessee would just go ahead and enforce it anyways, and dare the feds to come in and and, and enforce it the other way. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, there's some battles there that we can talk about. By the way, I'm going through my Tom Woods. Um, I'm through episodes like. 13 something, 1300. And um, a lot of good info, um, some really good Brian McClanahan stuff in there. Um, I did try to pull a clip of Safadine Amus. He's just insufferable. But um, <laughs> it, it, and Phil Magnus, just to show that I don't hate too much. Anyway. Well, that's good. Well, uh, man, I've been listening to a lot more Brian McClanahan lately. He's, he's just really good on history and primary documents and just <clears throat> the philosophical. Uh, arguments around so many things and it's fun to see like where progressive originalism comes from 
as opposed to like constitutional originalism and how they differ. And I don't know. McClanahan's one of the greats. By the way, one of the ones, and I'm, I'm going to emphasize it here when I do my Tom Woods thing, um, he has on Owen Benjamin. I think this is around 2016, 17. So Owen Benjamin comes in. He had just kind of been blowing up. He'd been doing stuff to Crowder and whatnot. And he talks about in there about, uh, you know, people taking on and doing debates. He goes like Ben Shapiro. And then he goes, I love Ben Shapiro. <laughs> he spends like a minute going off on Ben Shapiro. So, of course, I'm including that in my uh, podcast uh, episode review because um, I would be interested to see, you know, people change their opinions on all kinds of stuff. And it would be interesting to see kind of where he is. I mean, uh, Tom Woods, you know, one of the things he had early on, he had that racist that was on the Charlotte Unite the Right. Um, what was his name? Um, he was a libertarian. And then he kind of went off the rails and he was on Dave's show as well. Um, I would know his name if you didn't bring him up. I'd be able to tell you right off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I had it too. But anyway, um, what do we go to uh, the Trump thing? I just want to, I don't know if you've checked out any of the indictment. Did you watch any of it yesterday? I had the TV on. I was, was in court, which was, I was sitting here because it was Zoom court. And Christopher Cantwell. Christopher Cantwell. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Hey, say what now? Um, or did you come on JC or did you come up with that with yourself? I saw the Hey, say what now? But I remember, I saw Cantwell and I remember. Um, good job. Uh, so anyway, I'm watching, I have this TV on and it's, um, you know, Trump's motorcade. And it reminded me of the OJ Simpson uh, thing, so, you know, go, <laughs> going, you know, with the Alcalines and the, and the white Bronco. And I was like, what if Melania Trump is driving the getaway? What, <laughs> what would this look like? And uh, would we get uh, Trump's got that gun to the head or something? I don't know. That's my Melania. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this whole thing around like some campaign finance law? And it's yeah. a federal law being enforced at a state level or something weird yeah. like that. Uh, and I'm going to play a clip for you here. We're going to do a little clip of something like that. And then I was watching some more stuff because I haven't reviewed the indictment myself. But I was under the impression that they were going to go after him for paying off Stormy Daniels and claiming that it was campaign finance violation because that didn't have nothing to do with the campaign. I think they are actually trying to get him because he didn't claim it as part of the campaign. Hmm. So they're saying, eh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This was actually should have been. And since it wasn't, you're fraudulent. Anyway, there's some weird shit. We'll have I to think the, as a fan of political theater, I think the whole thing is great. Uh, honestly, we all know, like anybody with a, a brain cell that works in their brain knows that this thing is like purely political targeting Wait. and motivated. So it's not like... Let me, let me, you said brain cells that works in their brain. Where else do they work? Uh, I got a few in my nuts, but <laughs> well, you know, I don't what? know how they got there. You know, what? in your defense, um, thinking with your dick, it did get me through high school. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my apologies. Okay. So let's play this. This is legal mindset. He's a, a YouTube guy that I, I enjoy. And I was actually giving him a little super chat thing here, uh, yesterday, but he does a, uh, plays a clip of Bolton, um, on CNN and um, let's just uh, take a listen. It's kind of a little breakdown. Literally hates Donald Trump, has to say. For you, one big picture, what do you think of the indictment? Well, speaking as someone who very strongly does not want Donald Trump to get the Republican presidential nomination, I'm extraordinarily distressed by this document. I think this is even weaker than I feared it would be. Uh, and I, I think uh, it's, it's easily subject to being dismissed or a, a, a quick acquittal for Trump. Just speaking, going back to the days when I represented Jim Buckley and Gene McCarthy and the constitutional challenge to the underlying federal statute here passed in 1974, 
I can say there is no basis in the statutory language to say. Sorry, I'm laughing when he mentions McCarthy. That you know you're old when you're mentioning fucking McCarthy. I mean that's Jesus Christ. <laughs> that Trump's behavior forms either a contribution or an expenditure under federal law. The two key definitions at issue here. Uh, if it did, it would mean that every single expenditure a candidate made could be taken to have uh, something to do with his campaign. Do I buy a $1 comb to comb my hair or $10 comb to comb my hair? Uh, if, if you can construe the statute to cover this behavior, then I think it violates the First Amendment because you're deeply into territory that, that uh, makes this statute absolutely, federal statute, too vague for enforcement. And as what I understood the district attorney to say that he thinks there's a New York election law involved here, all I can say is the Federal Election Campaign Act absolutely preempts any state or local law to the contrary. How could it be otherwise? You've got one law governing corporate finance in a presidential election at the federal level. You're going to have 50 state laws interfering with it. So he's just wrong on the applicability of the New York statute. Okay, so um, that kind of gives us a little bit of understanding. And I, so what I, I, I got from that, once again, I haven't read the indictment. James Gentleman said, hey, friends. Oh, it's nice. Hey, hey. I'm not James. He's a good guy. Um, is that, well, we can talk about preemption, the supremacy clause, a little, maybe a little bit in there. But once again, this makes it sound like it is, they're saying he didn't actually include these things in his campaign contributions therefore it's a problem and i'm like <laughs> that that to me would be like a paying off the the hooker <clears throat> maybe that's not a campaign contribution or you know whatever to federal law anyway so he's talking there about federal law is supreme so you have a federal law you have a state law it's called the supremacy clause is preemption if the the federal law <clears throat> is um has taken over the field then it they they reign supreme that's just the way it is so um, going through this indictment, I was listening to a guy today where I was doing some work. It just sounds one thin, uh, two, it sounds like it's fun, great theater. Um, but, um, what, what's your, what's your kind of initial take on all this? I mean, I'm glad it happened. It's funny. Uh, to me, like, I'm thinking like in terms of like, if I was to script this, this is how I would want it to go. Right. Like this is flimsy enough for Trump to get out of. It's enough for the Democrats to make a big deal because obviously Biden is failing and they got nothing else but to target Trump. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, this this works in Trump's favor, too, which the media loves Trump as much as they pretend to hate him. He kept him on life support the whole time he was president. OK, so Kate says you can run for federal office with a felony. That's that's fine. Uh, so it shouldn't stop for if he gets a felony. I, yeah, I. That's not really the issue. I, and and there, there is, let's talk about this a little bit, which is, you know, when he was going through the, um, uh, this, and this starts back with Clinton, where they're like, oh, if you're going to impeach him for everything, you know, just wait. The next party's going to get in office and they're going to run him through the ringer. Okay. So we get Trump. They try to indict him on everything because it's just more important to get him out of office than to have him there. Like, I remember that with, with um, Clinton. You're like, okay. So let's say you run him out of office, you haven't solved the problem. All you've done is you put a new guy, you put Gore in, right? You're, you're not, you're not resolving. I mean, he's not such a king. It's not like um, uh, whatever kind of sci-fi you want to watch where you kill the, the the mythical bad guy. Suddenly, you know, everyone's good. That's not what happens. The bad guy is the thinking and this leftist ideals or maybe the right. Anyway, so now they're like, okay, so you're doing all this. It's just going to be a banana republic because you're just always going to indict 
and, and go after legally, which means at some point, none of these things matter. It's already the case. Like, remember, they were trying to yes. shut down, grab them by the pussy. This was part of the, the when you read the, uh, the whole claim and the indictment, they're talking about those things that you're trying to shut. And it's like, <laughs> now, okay, now he's not even concerned about grabbing by the pussy or that he slept with uh, Stormy Daniels. Now it's, it, I don't know. So, so what's your thinking on this? You want to push that more and more or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the sooner we get to like blatantly obvious banana republic, I mean, we kind of are one, but the more and more it becomes obvious, especially to normies, the better. I mean, I want states to secede or at the very least, like strong federalism. So uh, I, I prefer states to secede. I don't want to be a part of the union. Um, but yeah, I think this works towards my end goals of like, Obviously, now, this could be turned around and flipped on the other side, you yeah. know, but the Republicans are so weak and ineffective that they would never do it. They always make concessions, which is like leads me to believe they just want to lose in slow motion. By the way, losing in slow motion. Um, and I wish I had to. I'll get the clips for it. We'll do another show sometime. Um, and uh, it was Aaron McIntyre on with Dave Smith. It was very good. They were supposed to argue. They didn't until the right near the end. So Dave just goes, look, you, you had made some of these comments about the libertarian influence. It was just a Michael Knowles knockoff. You made it about the libertarian influence on the GOP, and that's why they failed. And Dave's like, Dave set him up, first of all. He talked before that constantly about the Michael Malice, you know, the GOP going the speed limit and how bad the left is. And Aaron's just like on board with that. Yep, that's exactly, you know, they're feckless. They're da, 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 da. And then Dave goes, OK, so now the libertarians are the problem. You know, you just you just mentioned all this. And I thought it was a good way of setting him up. And now Aaron had some great re rebuttals, I thought, which were not a little bit different, basically talking about power. So. That's what you're kind of looking for here in, in a sense, which is um, the GOP, because they're too much uh, like the LP, they won't ever go after them. And do you want to see them go after him? Uh, after who, Biden? Anybody. Yeah, Biden. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah why not? It's fun. Okay. It's all, I mean, it's a winner-takes-all battle. Uh, you, know. you are a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we know what this is. Like, this is all – all the legalese is just – theatrics around it you can talk about the charges whatever but at the end of the day it's like this is just targeting political opponents which i'm fine with i support I targeting I political opponents I jacket for the legal parts no. <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah i mean it's it's been fun to watch uh the memes are good there's been some good uh rapper style t-shirts that have come out for free free yeah. big don <laughs> my my big problem with it though is i i i'm done with don he's he's boorish he's annoying to me he didn't take care of his peeps you know and it's funny to see the the right that loves him so much uh talk about how great he was and then all someone has to do is just say he put fauci in power he did you know yeah and matter of fact one of the issues reading the indictment there's a there's statute of limitations which is you have a certain amount of time to bring cases to court right and part of the problem they're like oh these are out of the realm of the statute of limitations this one guy I was watching and then someone said actually new york extended it by 18 months and he's like just for trump and then the answer was no it's like covid related and i'm like oh how interesting <laughs> a lot of the things that Trump did helped all these people extend the statute of limitations, even though it's state level. You know, his his leadership enabled a lot of these things. And he may be, um, you know, maybe screwing himself over for some of this. I'm watching. I'm flipping through this TVs because I don't have cable. It's just like off of uh, Roku. 
And so you either get wacky lefty um, TV or you get like OAN Newsmax, you know, those kind of the ones. That <laughs> so I'd never watched these. So I was just kind of clicking through. And this lady on Newsmax was just, oh, DeSantis has to quit. He's, it's unpatriotic for him to go forward now because, because Trump is, you know, going through this. And I was like, it just, it cracked me up, right? That, that somehow now DeSantis is literally said unpatriotic for not dropping out of the race and just handing it over to Trump. What do you think of that? (laughs) Well, I will agree that Trump is a fagot. Uh, I I liked uh, what DeSantis did. He said he wouldn't extradite and, called out Soros back DAs and then he got called anti-Semitic for that, which is like, which is funny to me, given how much Ron DeSantis supports Israel. He's got his own custom yarmulke right. And, right. and signs anti-BDS laws for Floridians in the state, in the country of Israel. Uh, I don't, I mean, it makes sense why like a, a right-wing political pundit that's up Trump's ass would say that. I, I'm all for uh, signing anti-BBF big black females, maybe, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what, and I think that the logic to take away from, and yeah, I was listening to a different podcast where they're, they, they take on the right a lot for, I think it was the fifth column for, um, anytime they make comments about George Soros, like Glenn Beck has gone out, you know, George Soros and, and Crowder and stuff about, um, him being, you know, a Nazi sympathizer type of thing. Okay. And they kind of rip in that because I think there's some there's some nuance there, uh, but even them they're like you can, George it's it's not racist to say that Soros has funded all these things. That's not that's not the racial component. No, the racist part is mentioning his name at all, right? But he's <laughs> he's out there vocal saying he's funding these things because he wants DAs to decriminalize all kinds. So you know that this is out there. I think what you just said too about DeSantis and and getting blamed for you know the the. The little hat on him on his head when he's out seeing the wall is even though and then doing this that he's somehow anti-Semitic is you can't as a right winger um, suck up to the the press and and expect anything good to come about it. John McCain tried these kind of things. You can't go out there and and like oh I'm gonna do this. Look at me. I'm gonna go on the wall and have my little hat. And then later on you say George Soros and they're like yep anti-Semitic and you're like okay well what the heck. Yet on the other side you can do the most egregious things. <laughs> And uh, you're just fine. So, yeah, I mean, it makes you question why uh, DeSantis is loyal to Israel in the first place, right? Because no matter what he does, they're going to still call him anti-Semitic. So, what's the? <laughs> it doesn't make a difference what he does. Um, I think we need some clarification here. So, Aaron was on uh, Dave Smith's part of the problem. Then Jose was on, and they both came out very so- soon at the same time. Okay, I haven't um, seen the and- Aaron one yet. Yeah, check it out. It's it's actually good, but like I said, then at the end, it's kind of it's somewhat frustrating. And um, he has so he comes out and he says, "I'm just you know, we're podcast show is what we do." Um, he comes out and he says, um, "When I take on libertarians, uh, I mean reason kind. I don't not you, me, Cox." And that's this. And then he tells Dave later on, "Well, maybe you should change the name of it and some other things." And I'm like, "You're a pretty smart guy, okay? And you 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 can easily you're a writer. So when you're writing, it's easy to define you." He had some neo-reactionary is how he kind of wanted to be defined. So you're able to define very specifically yourself. Yet when you're talking about others, suddenly his excuse was like, well, no, I wasn't talking about them. I was just a libertarian. You got, you can't use the same, I'm lazy on one side and I don't know. And then on the other side, you know, be very specific. It, it was a little bit disingenuous, but it's the way you can do it to couch it into your own uh, frame. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, I know that he has at least claimed to have read some Hoppe and to not yeah. know like some of the terms that we call them. Like, I, I guess calling them libertarians is fair because even Rothbard and Hoppe call them modal libertarians or la 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 libertarians. Uh, but obviously they're distinctly different from someone who would be like a right wing I'll listen to it because he he does he knows Hoppe he knows Rothbard he's he's well schooled in some of these things but like I said then he's like well I'm not talking about you know you but my my biggest problem and and this is maybe someone who's read some things but they haven't really listened to people converse about it he called uh, Hoppe Hop or Hop well, some some people do that I've heard that but before. does Hans Hermann Hoppe call himself that. I haven't. I don't know if I've ever heard him say his own name. Yeah. Well, um, people that we know, let's say Stefan Kinsella, Michael Malice, who've met him, uh, Stefan Kinsella, he calls him Hoppe. So, well, Stefan Kinsella is a white trash redneck from the trailer park. He wouldn't know any better. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I don't have a problem. Uh, Aaron was was good stuff. Uh, JC says a lot of far right types are kind of lazy when critiquing libertarianism. It's usually Cato fakeitarian types they attack, and then yes, that's it. That, well, that's what his point was. Then he's like, but I don't mean you, but it's like, but you're arguing with Dave online. I mean, then distinguish between these two. It's very easy to say. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. So um, it seems a little nitpicky, Tyler. Very fair <laughs> behavior. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, did John Bolton sock you in the eye? Is that what happened? <laughs> he's got an injured arm. You know, I don't know why Spud, she was taken off on me the other night on one of these uh, in a group chat. Now she's coming after me here, yet she's in here. All I can say, all I can say is, uh, let's see this. I love you too. There you go. <laughs> I got to get that queued up better. Uh, okay. Nitpicky. Um, not, not, let's, let's let me talk about that. So it's not nitpicky when he, he, he says this whole group of people is pathetic and they've caused the downfall of the GOP, which is wrong and all kinds of other things. And then you push back and Dave's like, well, that's not me. He's like, well, I'm not talking about you, but you just use that same umbrella. So but I can even, just say, even those types, even those types, Cato and reason hasn't been the downfall of the GOP. You have Mitch McConnell. He's not a reason libertarian. <laughs> He's not a Cato Institute libertarian. No. And, and that's, you know, I did a whole show on going through the Michael Knowles stuff. And I think that, and what I prefaced it with was him on Michael Malice talking about anarchy, talking about libertarianism. And you, he gets a very good foundation and arguments from Malice. And then he goes on to argue uh, with, uh, what was uh, Radowski or was, um, was uh, Luke? Yeah, Luke that was on there. And he just shits all over all the premises. And Luke is just going, being baffled. So. Um, maybe speaking of, of <laughs> speaking of, um, Mises, uh, I, I got this, this, they're, they're starting to, I'm having some problems with them recently. <laughs> oh, you are, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Mises caucus. Uh, let me see if I can uh, bring this up here. Um, did you see this uh, story going around where this person was, um, took over a Airbnb? Yes, I did see this. Okay, let's play this real quick. I don't know if I want to play the whole. It's a minute that's going. Don't on. Airbnbs. Okay, there you go, y'all. Damn, look at that. Straight to the kitchen. I ain't going nowhere. Is this real or staged? No, it's real. I, well, I think so. She did sex. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I've been trying to do the right way. I went down there. I got the 
<clears throat> the, the, all the paperwork that I need to do to get her ass evicted out of my house, whatever. But that shit is a <laughs> process. I have to go through protocols and all the other stupid legal blah, 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 bull. And then I just got them. The police just like just left my house. And I'm like, get this out my house. And like, oh, she's a tenant now. She's a tenant. And the police. Police. You and the police. Okay. My door. That's all I know. Yo, door. <laughs> this is my house. How about you get the out of my house? How about that's what you do? How about you get the out of my house? How about you get the out of my house? How about you get? Uh, I, I love it when they turn on each other. Right. So, um, Mises Caucus tweets this okay. out. And hang on here. Um, they say Airbnb owner can't remove the woman due to California's 30-day squatters' rights. Um, government intervention to what homeowners can or cannot do with their property will almost always have catastrophic outcomes. Equity measures such as this only raise tensions during already heated times to place barriers against anyone seeking to profit from their company. Okay. So they get a lot of stuff here. Um, I just put it here. Uh, y'all being duped. Almost every state operates similarly, uh, where you acquire tenants rights by agreement, lease rent and exchanging money. Maybe states have a no-notice requirement on fixed-term lease. Otherwise, almost all have a seven-day notice for week-to-week or 30-a-day, month-to-month. Then I did a tweet thread on it. And my problem is this isn't – people ah. – <laughs> okay, I got so frustrated. Here's what I did. I went through – oops, that's a little bit too much. Uh, I went through each state, and I looked at their tenant-landlord relationships and, and their notice requirements because here's what's happening. Because the first glance, you're like, yeah, this is ridiculous. But why are we, why is it we're not just flooded with news stories of this, right? So you're a tenant, you have a place and you're going to rent it out, right? Let's say you're going to rent out a room in your, in your house or your mom's doing this for you. And you sign a lease. <laughs> Cheap okay? shots. Shots across. The, why am I catching strays in this? <laughs> I wanted it to, to really sink in so we can have some understanding. So you, you rent a place, you have a lease, right? Maybe it's uh, month to month or year to year. When that lease is over, typically they go um, month to month. If you don't sign it again and it's just you're going without a lease now, okay, it's month to month. So you have a, a tenancy in place. And to be a tenant, you have, you know, some, it could be verbal, it could be a contract written, and then money exchanged. That's, that's kind of how that happens. Airbnb has this, okay? The problem these people are doing is they are then leasing out their Airbnb for more than 30 days. There's a, this is notice on Airbnb's you know, websites and stuff to be careful about these and check your own states. So this lady has an Airbnb. She gives it to this lady for over 30. Now, they say squatters rights here, uh, uh, Mises Caucus. That's bullshit. Squatters this rights. Renters a, rights. Huh? This is renters she, rights, right? She's, she's become a tenant. You, yeah. Michael Heiss has rented his, his, his apartment to someone for 30 days. Now that person is done. Uh, how do you get them out? You've got to give them notice. Each state has different. There's states besides California that have much more restrictive notice requirements. Some have none at all. It's like seven different states. Some are like, you know, seven days. Most of it, if it's 30, you've got to give them one or two months notice. So they move in. You're going to give them, boom, you've got to immediately evict them out or have a fixed term. Some of them say, hey, look, on a fixed term, you don't need any notice and they're done and over. So it's not, not really an issue. Um, Anyway, so it's one, it's not squatters. That's you're talking about um, someone trying to take over land and they have to be there like seven years, continual use, yes. abandonment, all these things going on. It's bullshit. So I got really kind of upset with, um, and I did a long thread. You can go check it out there, uh, kind of pushing back because this is the Mises Caucus stirring 
it's it's the the right does this right you, you have a, st- a story you make it and you make a about big claim next thing you know everyone's all up in arms and the facts are all completely wrong and then it makes you look like a stupid bonehead so there's yes. uh, error one on Mises caucus what do you think about that yeah i mean if you the Mises caucus is should be good on these uh legal rights especially when it comes to property ownership or rentals right you would think that they would kind of vet this or ask do they not have like a lawyer you know that's a mises caucus member that they could ask right there's several start posting these things right so then the second one came about and this is the one i I wanted to talk a little bit more about with you um did you take a look at, at at all this one in california this um I didn't watch the whole video. I saw Patrick's thing and I just kind of chimed in a little bit and I saw the replies in there and I was like, wow, all these people are fucking retarded. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually watched the video. So we're going to do this. This is in Santa Cruz. And so this is once again, just, just like the other one, when you, when you first see a story, um, if you're not, this is what being a libertarian should require you to do. Jose's done this with all the OKC stuff. You don't just buy the narrative that's being spit out for you. So the news or you get a post out here and immediately people are like, ah, this is this is what it is. And because it, it, it initially ticks their bias, they're, they're excited about the initial bias being, um, you know, look, California bad, which they are um, children's rights bad, you know, aren't good for fathers. The state's taking them away. This is what we see. Great. Let's all jump on board. So I've pushed, um, I've pushed them in this direction. I'm not even a I, but there's there's consequences here when I dig deeper into the story that it's actually going to be a problem. Um, okay, so let's let's uh, let's take a look here. This is a this video. The court ordered kidnappers tell the girl that their time with their mother is only temporary custody, while the 15 year old explains that if she and her brother are taken, she will make it permanent. These children have not been heard from since. Right. So from that's, a TikTok video. I can't read the name. One mom's battle. I kind of want to get to the main gist. They're talking to him. I don't really care what the kids are saying. I don't care what they're most likely heard of. So there's no way you're going to hear So it's a CPS. Force us to get there. Um, reading into the story? No. It's actually a private. This is where Mises should really check their shit. This is a private uh, company. any part of that, Okay, let's get to the shit. It has anything to do with her. If it's what she wants, we're not safe. You're putting us into an unsafe situation. You're helping them put us into an unsafe thing. That you- okay, they're talking about mom, and then let's just get to it here. Oh, this video doesn't do it, but I guess there was another one where they uh, drug them away. Um, okay, show, so- scroll down. Scroll down. It says show this thread. Oh, there. Maybe this is the one. The corruption of the family court system on full display. As these children are forcibly removed from their father and taken against their will to their mother while the children beg not to go, explaining that she, she sexually abuses them. Yeah. Okay. The cops are there on civil standby. Yep. I have a problem with his car, first of all. <laughs> Oh, 
All right, so they put them in the. They basically grab them up, grab the kids out of the garage, and and take them against their will and stuff them in the back of a car. Right. And so this is a private company that does this. That's interesting. Okay, so let's let, let me talk about this a little bit. So uh, this is a thing, and I haven't had to deal with this in California other than the reunification type of thing that we do. This is an extreme situation. It's these reunification camps. Now that sounds bad, but they are private companies that they, they, they deal with. And by the way, there was a, a, a true life show a few years ago that had this kind of a camp where like kids are really bad. So they parents send them off to there and they try to help them out doing stuff out in the wilderness and everything. Um, and it can change their lives. Kids can be really shit. Um, so beyond scared straight where they sit yeah, in the prison. It, it's like that. It was uh, in the wilderness type of thing. Um, so uh, this, th these camps, these companies, private companies are contracted and they go and they, they just basically inoculate the kids and try to work with them. Now, if you, here's the deal, California, this is the problem. When I see a video like this immediately, I'm like, well, you don't know why they're being taken because the case is sealed. They're, you're not getting juvenile records. Yeah. it's just not happening so but there was further stories and it said that the dad the judge had determined that the dad had made the kids lie or and had brainwashed them to the point where they're accusing mom of sexual abuse which hardly ever happened it's mostly the males that do that that's it has happened with females i've seen it but it doesn't happen very often so the judge said and i'm by the way i don't know the reality of the story i'm just telling you kind of the the it's parental alienation is real, but to purely speculate yeah. and say this is the fact instead of saying, hey, what's going on here? This doesn't seem right. right. I, I'm not a fan of removing kids like that, but I tell these to clients all the time. Um, you've got a 16-year-old that doesn't want to go with one of the parents. What are you going to do? You're going to physically pick up the child and do this? You're, you're stuck. Let me just back up. I had a case um, not too long ago. Guy comes in, just going to go to trial. It's over a restraining order. He'd had, his wife had had one against him several years ago. It was really ticky-tack. It wasn't much, but he had violated it, so they had extended it. It's now over. His daughter is 17 years old, and, and the restraining order is over. So he goes and contacts her, takes her a Christmas gift. They file a restraining order on him again because he's there. But he's like, it's, it's, the, the restraining order is over. So we do a trial. Mom has now moved on to her, uh, her partner, is Frank, but Frank's really Francine, who now has a beard, okay? I'm supposed to be, <laughs> so mom's got this new relationship. She's a lesbian. Standard, standard Californian uh, relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and so th when it comes out, the daughter is testifying and she's all emotional and she hates dad. He's so dangerous. So I'm, you know, when you cross-examine, this is a 17 year old the judge wanted to hear from. I usually don't do much, let the judge kind of say it, but. She said that he tried to kill her once. So I'm like, I got to know what, what happened. Well, he's driving me to a friend's house for a birthday party. Um, he's using the GPS. The GPS takes us down this dirt road. I was about ready to jump out because I knew he was going to kill me. He said, I think this GPS took us down the wrong road. And he turned around and took me to the friend's house. <laughs> that is dad trying to kill her. That is a problem. Mom had so brainwashed this child, she was going to be saying stuff like this. And as a 17-year-old, she had no fear, but mom had made it so that she was completely out of her gourd, uh, confused about these things. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with a 17-year-old to get them to dad if he's actually fine? You can't do it. You're going to either physically remove them, 
or you're going to just say whatever. Now, this judge thinks I'm a fan these kids, of physical removal, by the way. Right. The Hoppe version of family law. This <laughs> yeah. judge, I'm just taking it. This judge seems to think that, um, okay, they're young enough. We're going to, because what these camps, if you start looking into what these camps do, the majority are trying to get an alienated child away from mother so they can inoculate them and have a relationship with the father. So we're going to Mises Caucus is now, you know, on the rampage about this with not knowing the facts. I don't know what's really out there. True, Maybe dad was the alienator and mom should have. And so this is your odd chance to step in for men's rights. But what are you going to do if what if these uh, these alienation camps have been helping fathers reunite with their kids that mother has fucked over for years? Yes. What are we doing now? Or what if both parties in this video are actually, you know, pieces of shit pieces of shit, uh, parental alienators, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it works both ways. And yeah. I mean, for something like that, I would want to be real sure of the facts before I just start <coughs> chiming in. Like they did share that one, um, from the trial, right. Where it was, they're trying to give CPS qualified yes. immunity. Yes. And I thought that was pretty good. And that was pretty on the money, but yeah. this stuff where it's pure speculation and you're making claims, doesn't seem to help their case. I, I can't tell you how many times because you, you go, well, how does this happen? I, I'm sorry. People aren't super bright. There's text messages. There's recording all kinds of things. You end up going to court and you can find out this alienation stuff. Then what do you do about it? I can't tell you how many times the judge is like, okay, we're going to have reunification. What that is is the child goes to a therapist. They talk to them. And when the therapist thinks that the child is ready to maybe be reengaged with the parent, father, um, they will then try to reunify those two with therapy. A lot of times yeah. the kid is like, fuck it. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. And what do you do with that? Because almost every side of the coin is either alienation or the kid doesn't want to be there. How, which is it? Maybe it's one of, and, and then you're screwed. So I, the court, you, you made the question and I think it's um, fair. Does the court system propagate this kind of stuff? Yeah. Do they incentivize this kind of behavior? Like if you're going to go at it from the angle that I would expect the Mises caucus to go at it, like, the state doesn't help uh, parental rights so much as, you know, there's going to be these conflicts and you and I have talked about this before. I mean, even in a stateless polycentric legal system, you're going to have divorce or custodial battles. It's just right. going to happen. Yeah. Whether you want it to or not, it's just going to happen. What is the best way to negotiate the conflict down, you know, and how, what's in the best benefit of the child or children. And, you know, in my experience in the court system, I understand and this is just anecdotal, but I know that it it almost works to ramp up conflict. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's better ways of going about this. You know, no I, one it, wants to see these kids snatched up and thrown in the back of a car. But at the end of the day, we don't know the story. There's two sides and then there's the are truth. Are you telling me I've never done that to my kids? Fuck you. I picked them up and carried them. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and I don't know if the court so much as incentivizes it as it helps propagate it. In other words, um, it's an adversarial system in general. So you get yes. two parties in there ready to fight and um, then it allows for one party to do this. And oftentimes you don't get a trial over everything. It's just a hearing yeah. and you don't always get to the bottom of, of all of it. Now, one thing that's interesting is, you know, we're watching this and like, but the kids, this, this 11 year old and, you know, 12 year old, whatever, they're telling everybody that dad is molesting them. Therefore it is truth. It's like, well, okay, first of all, 
or mom, rather, somebody... right? They're saying mom's the molester. Mom's the molester. Case. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to impugn anybody here. Um, now, in some of these articles too, you read and they're like, uh, you know, the kids aren't voices aren't even heard in court. Well, they are. It just depends on the age, and if. You, I wouldn't give those. I mean, you're going to take their points and then you're going to try to investigate them, but you don't take it as seriously as it's maybe a 16, 17 year old, definitely yeah. not a three, just like you're not going to let them change their gender at those age. So <laughs> we, we don't want to take them because they don't know what their everything is. Like they, they can speak their truths and, you know, experiences that happen, but you got to, you got to touch it, you know, be a little careful with some of this. Uh, looks, looks like we've triggered Kate a bit, which is good. So let's, let's go through some of these here. Um, and take a look. So she says, what would, would this happen if people didn't feel like the state's horrible decisions were something they have to follow? Good point. However, this is a private company and they want to follow. <laughs> they want to get those kids uh, out there. Could be a problem with that. Um, a lot of CPS agencies are private companies that contract with uh, government. True that. Or they are court ordered such as private companies. Yeah, um, we do that all the time with uh, mediation. Um, you, you can utilize private mediation, which they can do a whole forensic account uh, analysis of the, the families and psych evals. They do very good work. And a lot of times, almost invariably, when I have a good client and they're getting the shit in, even dads, I send them there and they come out with great results. So, um, you know, some of the yeah, people. She, what else she say here? She says, there are a ton of corrupt reunification therapists that prolong the process because it's court ordered. And you have to pay for as long as the court says. I'm not saying they, they can't be corrupt. I'm just saying there's more to this story than just the pure speculation. I, yeah. And Kate, look, what, what Kate is doing is exactly what we're doing as well, which is skeptical of a lot of these things. I think that's entirely yeah. the way to go and to go into these things. I just had two ga two dads recently. Um, both had the kids from when the, the child was young because mom was kind of both of them druggies and piece of shit. And these dads are great. And then mom's kind of getting their act together. And so they're filing motions and getting back in court. And I sent them to this. Um, they paid for private mediation. And it was awesome because these are dads that have had the kids forever. And this lady that did the mediation private came out for dads because they are they're good. And she really dives into them. You know, she has to get cross examined and, and whatnot. So um but yeah, it's not all the case. I've had some really shitty ones too. Uh, JC says there are definitely a lot of per perverse incentives involved, not just family law, but welfare state in general, which has done a lot to dismantle family, community institutions by design. True. Um, I'm not triggered, just passionate about <laughs> We know, we know it's, it's, it's fine. fine. That's why I enjoy Kate coming in here because she does push back. And and not necessarily push back. Sometimes she pushes with us. We push. And, and like I said, with this case, I don't even really know the whole story. I just don't want to come out balls balls to the wall. And, you know, there's the whole um, story about, like, don't pull that fence post with a fence up unless you know why it is there. Right. Yeah. So let's not just dismantle. Well, you, I do have a problem with that because you want to just dismantle everything. Me? So do I. But, I mean, I, then <laughs> I'm like, oh, what about this fence? Well, private fence. Then I'm okay. Yeah, that's the G.K. Chesterton, uh, what is conservatism? Um, yeah, I mean, I think surely there's a better way to do this than just yanking the kids up like that. I mean, that's they're already traumatized enough, it seems like. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't have all the answers, obviously. Uh, but let's, let's say let's say it's a, a situation where this dad is totally brainwashed them to the point where you're like, this is imperative that they get like a detox. My kids have had that before where they come from you – know, ex-mom you know, she's good now but um you know and, and 
actually she's always been good. There's just some more negative stuff. So they come to me and it's like, I have to detox this negativity out of them, you know, and I'm sure there's, you know, maybe it goes back. So imagine when you get a parent, that's just a piece of shit brainwashing. What are you going to do with that? I mean, these are, these are societal things that I don't know that we have. have all the yeah. I mean, there's been points where, you know, I had to go get my daughter in the middle of the night because she wasn't safe with her mom. Um, and it was, you know, I would rather do it myself yeah. than have some strangers go pick up my kids like that. Um, but the, the problem is you, um, your daughter, you can, I mean, I saw it yesterday. You're pulling her and she just sat in the thing. You can pick her up and just take her. You <laughs> yeah. know, at, at some point, my son's, you know, well, six, two now, six, three, you know, and, and that wasn't going to happen when he was in high school. <laughs> well, you're just a weak dad. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> I'm just not tall enough. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, uh, what's the age of adjudication in California? Uh, emancipation? Yeah, emancipation. 18 and out of high school. Oh, so you can't, like if a child decides that they want to live with one parent over the other, they can't. The court would make a certain oh. age. Okay, so um, parents are no longer responsible for them once they're out of high school and 18. If they're 19 and still in high school, uh, you, you don't have to take care of that anymore. So um, th that's just the way that it is. Um, but if a child wants to emancipate earlier, they can do so. Now, if a, 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 you know, through the court, my wife actually did when she was 15, um, and it, I, which is crazy to think about. But um, and then if one child wants to live with a different parent, that's you know the court's going to take that into account. And once again. They probably did initially. They put them with dad, these kids with dad, and then they, you know, went found further and the court decided that dad was the problem. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I mean, it seems like these kids got a long road ahead of them uh, and plenty of terrible legal battle, battles between two parents that are fucking off. Right. Uh, I'm going to um, talk. I don't, I don't think, uh, I mean, I don't think the state really is helping in this regard just because they propagate these things. So it's always good to be skeptical. That's, that's the point there. But you know, um, if this was a, would they have done this? If this was the children being taken away from mom, would Mises caucus come out on that? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. They did it with that court case. Right. But that was a little bit different scenario where court CPS would, the CPS thing where they were trying to take the kids from dad to deliver to mom. Yeah. That was or, horrible. Or they taking them from mom to deliver to dad. And, and by the way, once again, I am, I am pro man. I'm more on that side. I see that the men, um, it is shifted against them tilted, especially in California. It's just a little bit tilted against them. So therefore, you know, the structure, it's just like us. We don't live in a Kapistan. I would love that. That's not going to happen. So when I'm living in this world, I am, how are you going to best get through it? And what you got to know the, the 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 players in the game. You got to know the rules. You got to figure this out. And you're not going to be accordingly. And yes, and act what's accordingly. Eric, what's Eric Adams say to Marjorie Taylor Greene? Be on your best behavior when you come up here. I don't know if that is that what he says, or, or can you close those legs? Or... <laughs> okay. Um. Let's let's uh, speaking of which, uh, let's uh, play this. Uh, I don't know. Minute clip here. Is not. It's not banned in the states yet. You know where it is banned. China. 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 I had no idea. It's not allowed in China for different reasons because all the trans, you know, infiltration that happens there where people want you to text them on yeah. TikTok, slide into their DMs so your parents don't know and they can yeah. encourage you to transition. They believe that'll poison the minds that'll of work. the youth in China, or as they call them, youth. 
<laughs> so they don't allow it in China, but now they want to lobby the United States to allow it because they know the irreparable damage that it can do to young people. And by the way, yep, I am more of a libertarian, but one of the few legitimate roles of government, <laughs> to be clear, and this is something that you can use when people say, oh, so you're a conservative? Wait, so you're going to get some tips that's on a how good to argue shot with right there. Yeah, that is. You're going to get some. Uh, that's a great one. So you're going to get some tips on how to argue here. Ready to go. What about roads? What about the military? The role of the government, certainly. The one legitimate role is to protect its citizens, both from exterior and interior threats. And I would say Chinese propaganda and some content that they won't even allow in their country because they've seen the studies. They know the irreparable damage. Yeah, I would say that that's a legitimate. That falls under the legitimate purview of government to prevent and eliminate that threat by eliminate i mean the app not show chew okay so what what i thought was interesting there is during covid um uh, all these things we got going on here the government was restricting through youtube twitter trying to trying to restrict and some of those companies were doing it on their, themselves uh in the name of protecting you in the name of protecting the country so that's exactly what he wants to do here with TikTok. And I imagine he's for the Restrict Act after watching this. He got so upset about being censored, but yet that's the role. of it. How does he not see that this is him uh, advocating for the Patriot Act to just fuck him? Well, we should be more like China, Tyler. Why aren't we more like China? We need the Great Firewall like China has to protect our kids. Because yeah. You can protect property while expropriating property at the same time. It's not a contradiction at all. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Dumbass fucking Crowder. That's not a libertarian position at all. No. <clears throat> well, he said he's mostly, but this this one, this is what it's... And, and the problem is when you give such uh, leeway to, for the government to protect us. Uh, and as he said, protect me should be shutting down a, <laughs> an app. Now, that just doesn't make sense. I think there's so many problems that he has in with this argument, and maybe we can get into it at some point, but this is all we have time for today. I, you probably have to go get your daughter. I, I have still to, got an hour. Oh, I have to go get, get some makeup done. Um, before I'm... <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, then anything well, you want to... I think that's funny. Crowder uh, calling himself a libertarian after just a few months ago, talking to, with Alex Jones about how much he hates libertarians. So I'm guessing he's a Hayekian. Or some some flavor <laughs> of Hayekian. I don't know what what's uh, the, I don't know. I, I just want to say this. I don't know um, who Doctor Metal Blood is, but he gave me a shout out on uh, on a in, in the chat with the Legal Mindset the other day. He said it's a good channel, so welcome aboard. Oh yeah, thank you, Doctor Metal Blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean these right wing pundit people don't really couch their ideas in in anything. Like they don't have any ethical or moral justification for them. And so they end up saying stupid shit like let's be more like China and ban apps because China. Yeah. Well, and, and I do get it. It's it's the um, immigration argument of like, oh, well, look, Mexico, they run all over here and they complain about how we're not allowing more immigration, yet they don't allow immigration on their southern border. Okay, that's hypocritical. And yes, China's hypocritical. Um, but I mean, how would we feel? I mean, maybe we do. Is, is he upset about um, Twitter or whatever restricting you know the rights over in other countries? I don't know. It, it, once again, that this restrict act has nothing to do with um, TikTok necessarily. It's just another backdoor um, way to get into us. So, yeah, it seems from what I've read, it seems like uh, it gives basically intrusive license to the government to basically 
be in all of your devices all at once. <laughs> Everyone, like, go block James Gentleman. He's uh, preferring another show over hours. No, we're, we're about ready to head out anyway. So who who's he going to go watch? Um, Smots. Who? Smoltz. Jim John uh, John Smoltz is a pitcher now turned broadcaster. <laughs> Dan Smots. I have no idea who that is. I legitimately have no idea who that is. Oh, okay. He's the one that he does a lot of video stuff for the the Mises Caucus and the LP. Um, the system is Downs, I think. It's a Down Syndrome podcast. Well, my point still stands. I'm talking shit. Who? Not important. Well, it's, it, there's an S on the end of that down, uh, JC. So, uh, um, okay. Um, when, when do you want to do this again? Uh, whenever. Okay. I'm going to be on the Hapitarian podcast in two weeks. Um, are you going to be on the Donkey Boys? Did they did they contact you? No, nobody invites me on shit. No, I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm behind. It's funny. I've been. I'm like. I can know. I'm so shadow banned because I've told people to search for me. You can't even search for me on Twitter anymore. Uh, but so my thing about the baby powder ha- being uh, linked to cancer and Johnson and Johnson having to pay out eight billion today, it's been retweeted by twenty thousand follower accounts and plus but it's only Damn. got like 30 likes and it's got i know the views are suppressed so I don't, yeah that's, i'm not that's, really worried about it. i care i've about been that. stuck between um 1980 and 1986 1986 followers for almost a month i'm like <laughs> some things have happened like especially the nashville thing i got a lot of good engagement and it just i lose a few i gain a few it just doesn't happen and might have to show some tits it's because of me. I'm bringing your viewership down. Oh, well, no, that's fine. Then I don't have a problem with that. Andy, where can everyone find you? Uh, Fago? Yes, you can find me at No Way Jose um, on any uh, podcatchers or major platforms. Go look at my new episode with uh, Dave Smith. We just talked about the Oklahoma City bombing. It was really great. Uh, Merrick Garland is gay. And uh, yeah, that's where that's where you can find me. No, it's excellent. Uh, check me out at Tyler Yonke. Um, find us on Rumble. Uh, that's probably the best place. We do have stuff. We're going to do some other. Andy, why don't you come up with um, a members-only content? We're going to do one of those again. Um, I don't know if we need another Hannah Cox one, but you find a good uh, female-hating one. because well, members- We need to finish this damn book. I'm oh, sitting book. on some books right now that I need to finish. But I want to do the book public, but we'll think we'll come up with some members-only content. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm up for Friday. If you want to do another show on Friday, let me know. Um, people will, will check us out there. Um, I'm going to be, like I said, the Hapitarian. Oh, tonight I'm going to do, and that's my wife hits me on the other side. Um, this side. Um, I'm going to be on with Rubber with the Cause. Eric, we go over the Mandalorian. So I have to watch that episode still. And then um, two nerds, Lincoln and Eric, just go deep and I make dick jokes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, we'll be on here again soon. I'll talk some more shit. We'll come up with some members only shit. All right, uh, great, Andy. Thank you for having uh, for coming on board here. Uh, don't forget your workout. Let me know if you have any bike questions. And um, <laughs> thanks yeah, everybody. Dude, get one in today. Later. Yeah, bye. Okay, I'm leaving now. Bye guys. But she's back. And now. Chick-fil-A is completely overrated. It's not that good. I prefer Zaxby's. I prefer Popeyes. Takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. And I guess that's me. <laughs> Keep fucking that chicken. For, should I vote for Dick Cheney on the Libertarian Party? Do yes. I have an obligation to vote for Dick Cheney? I would say so. Yes. Did it work for those people? <laughs> no, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but... <laughs>
but it might work for us. That one dude was like, not a podcast, I can't find it anywhere, and they don't have video. <laughs> oh, yeah, Peter Janky, yeah. He's... Yeah, I blocked him. Uh, I'll do it. If he unblocks me, I'll... I'll... <laughs> He'll buy your shirt if you unblock him, Bert. He's a wigger. Yeah, nothing cooler than so a 49-year-old wigger. Like, yeah, I just started I live streaming. Cut me some slack. I'm fucking... I'm pretty high-tech for a boomer. Uh, but anyways... I'm a boomer. I...